everybody. Welcome back. I am Tammy, and I am here with my amazingly talented co-host and creative co-host, Byron Alexander. Hey, you guys. <laughs> and today, uh, we are going to be talking about creativity, the creative process, being creative, being not so creative, whichever we want to talk about when it comes to creativity, because, you know, this is off kilter, no filter. Um, I don't think I mentioned that at the beginning. However, <laughs> uh, we do want to start with our segment called Afterwards because Byron has an update. We did a uh, we did a sh uh, episode mm -hmm. about returning back to work after vacation, and Byron a week ago had a vacation, and this past Monday, or was it? Do you went back Monday or Sunday? I went back actually Tuesday. Tuesday. So yeah. he went back Tuesday after having a, a week long vacation. So mm -hmm. Byron, tell us how that Tuesday went. Uh, well, <laughs> it surprisingly wasn't terrible. Uh, really? Yes, I guess that, that helped. Um, mm -hmm. It was interesting because I guess the drama had happened Sunday while I was still on vacation. And long story short, Ooh. there was some kind of scheduled um, maintenance that was happening to the, our operating system. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So everything went down. But nobody Yikes. told us that there was a scheduled uh, uh, adjustment to our system. So <laughs> Sunday, the system goes down and everybody's like, well, what the hell's going on? And that ended up pushing the work back a day. So Monday, um, my coworkers had to process Sunday's work and Monday's work. Oh shit! Yeah, I didn't because I was on vacation. So, yeah. <laughs> um, like I said, come oh, good to, you didn't walk into that shit. I know, right? <laughs> well, come to find out, apparently uh, the powers that be, like I said, they they said, oh yeah, this this was a scheduled blackout or whatever, and we were we were testing our systems. We apologize for the inconvenience. And it's like, well, the inconvenience is like, well, big dummy, you should have told us that you were shutting it down for a minute. Or, you yeah. know, yeah. planned accordingly because um, you could have did that last Monday during the holiday. Right. Yeah. When nobody oh was there. Oh, my God. That is so dumb. You know, but as the saying, the, the, the saying that I've learned, and maybe it's a Southern thing, but that sounds too much like right. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have never heard that, but I am so using that from now I know, on. right? <laughs> Mine is it's like it makes sense when you say it out loud, but you know, hey. <laughs> Mine is the high, you know the higher up in the job, the stupider they seem to get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it's like a lack of oxygen. I mean, if you are in like that, <laughs> uh, that altitude, you know, if I you're don't in know. Olympus. Yeah. Yeah, but um, <laughs> getting yeah. When I got back to work Tuesday, all of that had been resolved, mm -hmm. so I heard about it and. Thankfully, it wasn't super busy, um, so that led to a a slow afternoon, but a a quiet one. So you know, I yeah. was like, I could deal with that. That was fine. Um, and I actually got to. I enjoyed my vacation for the most part. Good. I enjoyed. Good. Um, when I went and visited my parents, visiting my parents was fine. It was all the circumstances yeah. around visiting my parents that I that I didn't enjoy. Um, really? Well, right. Like the flying and my car situation. Oh. I did not enjoy that. But being with my parents was fine. Like that part I enjoyed. Um, hey, why didn't you ask me to take you to the airport? 
You did take me to the airport. Oh, that vacation. Okay. That vacation, not this one. No, this one was a staycation oh. for the most part. Right. Yeah. Okay. So this I one, like, I was like, you did take me to the airport. <laughs> yeah. Well, that vacation was a while ago, though. That was like. Well, right, July. right. Well, I'm just saying, like, I didn't want to. I didn't want it to seem like I enjoyed this vacation more than the last one. Is this? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The circumstances yeah, around my last vacation. Oh yeah. Was were Definitely. not enjoyable, but the vacation itself when I finally got to my destination with my parents was, was great. Um, this vacation being a staycation for the most part was also, yeah. it was great because I finally got to sleep. Uh, I yeah. stayed in bed until like the middle of the afternoon where I finally had to get up and like cook dinner or something. But um, I discovered a awesome. YouTube channel where somebody uploaded uh, cartoons from when I was little Well younger I should say So I, I watched mm-hmm. uh, Three and a half hours of those uh, Cartoons and reminisced Sweet. It was great um, I got to visit one of my friends In Arkansas It's Arkansas Yeah that's right Yeah it's five hours <laughs> Woo, five. Man it's five hours You did drive. it though You I did, did the Great American Road Trip I did Yeah. I'm proud of you I mm-hmm. I mean you know, it's not I too bad, especially in the, in the car that you have now. It was probably much better than it would have been. It was had you been the cruise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh gosh, if I was in the cruise, I don't know if I would have made it. Right. That Nissan is much nicer. It it's is. It's a Nissan, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's been very nice. I, it's yeah. still got to be careful though, because like sitting sitting for five hours is like ugh. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. But that was mm-hmm. cool. So it was it was kind of cool getting getting out of the state for even just a little bit mm-hmm. and uh mm-hmm. you know seeing some other states driving through taking 75 up to because this is pretty much you just follow 75 all the way there mm-hmm. uh for the mm-hmm. most part and um it was weird because um it goes through several towns on the way mm-hmm. and so there's yeah. there's stop stoplights and there are cross streets on the expressway like this is very weird and seems mostly dangerous (laughs) like somebody's trying to make a left turn and like this is a two-lane highway and the speed limit is 75 how do you do that right but people do it it does seem weird Mm yeah yeah it does seem very dangerous (laughs) yeah like okay okay like and speed limit is 75 and you want to make a left turn at one of these cross streets. Like, yeah. Uh, hmm. Okay. Also, the speed traps crack me up because, again, the speed limit is 75. But then you come up on this town and then it drops mm-hmm. to 65, then to 60, then down to 50, mm-hmm. then back up to 65, then up to 70, then back up to <laughs> 75. Like, hmm. Interesting. Yeah. And that's all in the span of like two minutes. So. Yeah. That's huh. weird when that happens, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, but that was that was cool, and I got to catch up on some of my creative stuff, which we'll talk about obviously in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so I got a lot of the heavy lifting stuff done, and then I got paid, paid my bills, cried, and now we get to start all over again. So yeah, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Still hoping one day that these creative endeavors will will lend uh, 
a certain amount of uh, lucrative prospects just mm-hmm. you know so I can mm-hmm. satisfy some debt. So anyway, <laughs> See, our listeners, our listeners could help out us starving artists. Yeah. All they all they have to do is support this podcast, right? Why do artists have to yeah. starve, right? Why is starving artists a thing? We'll get into that in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, then let's get to the episode. So, okay. Creativity. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I don't know what to say about it. <laughs> um, you got to be creative. I guess, okay. Um, yes, I got to be creative about the creative process here. <laughs> okay. So, uh, I guess I'll, I'll just talk about my creative process real quick. Um, cause it, it, I really, I don't know if I, I guess I have one. Um, cause with these podcasts, I have three podcasts and I've spaced them out. So it makes it easier like ours. Well, if I was on my game and from now on, it'll go up every week because I get back to going back to that because you'll be posting them, but <laughs> I've been kind of ham, but this one is supposed to go up once a week. And and then my other podcast, Women Committing Crimes, goes up every two weeks. And then The Secret Spy Sisters goes up once a month. Now, the reason why I have to do that is... Sorry, my microphone bumped. Um, is because of the amount of um, planning that goes into podcasting. Um, research, that kind of stuff. Like when you and I talk about, you know, uh, on our podcast, if we talk about favorite films, you know, favorite... Because uh, we did that, you know, those worst films best films we did the 90s music 80s music and so on Mm -hmm. and those things take time to you know to to uh research talk about you know look up that kind of stuff uh women committing crimes and secret spy sisters especially has a lot of research and stuff that goes into it uh the thing about it is though i don't have specific days where i do the research i often do the research at work I can't use the computer at work because they have a thing that we say that if anything that's created on their equipment is theirs. Mm -hmm. So, of course, I'm not going to even do research on their equipment because it goes into my podcast, right? Mm -hmm. So, I use my phone (laughs) to do a lot of the research at work um, because otherwise I wouldn't have any time. I have to do it at work, like during my planning, definitely during my lunch. um, And... But the process itself is just, I I fit it in where I can, uh, and then I, I, it just, it, you know, I have to write the script, and that usually I do the weekend before I record, um, or even try to record the weekend before I'm supposed to post it, uh, and it just, I, I don't know, it kind of, it kind of flows because I'm, I have been writing and, and words and all that. Uh, so the podcast part is actually kind of easy. Now I have other creative endeavors, right? I used to do a lot of crocheting and I tried to create patterns and that didn't work for me. And it's a sedentary hobby that is, has beautiful products, but it was literally physically killing me. We talked about that in our workouts episode. The other, the other, (laughs) the other creative thing that I have going on is this book I've been writing for, like 11, 12 years now. <laughs> <laughs> so the creative process for that is a little bit more difficult. Because uh, the genre is not 
always that easy and because it, it is a it is a thriller the book is and I'm uh, I'm enjoying writing it but I'm I'll admit it I'm lazy as fuck <laughs> <laughs> so sitting down basically that's what it comes down to is sitting down because that takes a lot of research too because if anybody reads like some of the thrillers or most of the thrillers that I read um, all the thrillers I read, but most thrillers do have some historical background to it. Mm-hmm. And the one that my, the one I'm writing is very going to be very similar to like a Steve Barry, a Clive Cussler, um, definitely a Dan Brown, uh, or a James Rollins. And there's a lot of research that goes, <clears throat> excuse me, into that uh, because of the historical context. And <laughs> so there's all that. And just the whole writing process itself is not easy, as you know, Byron. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just not easy. And sometimes you have to force yourself, even if you're not in the mood. But sometimes if you try to force yourself when you're not in the mood, then it comes out just junk. Mm-hmm. And I know that people say, well, just write it down anyway. You might get one golden golden kernel. Yeah, that's possibly true. But then I've wasted how many hours just sitting there writing garbage that I'm just going to throw away anyway. And I know, I know, it's just, it's one of those weird things that, you know, I have a lot of people that I've given taste to that are like, oh, I want to read more. Yeah, mm-hmm. Get off my back about that. <laughs> you could just like, you know, stop talking to me about this book because it will come when it comes. Mm-hmm. But it's really hard to get into. And I, you know, with working full time and then podcasting which I I totally enjoy I'm not going to get rid of that and then recently as we talked about in the workouts uh, episode I've been doing working out like almost every day you know exercising that takes it a good hour hour and a half you know depending on what day it is as far as you know what I'm doing that day the exercise I'm doing so it's a matter of when do I fit that in and do I feel like doing it and I don't know it just so my creative process is really all about procrastination, and <laughs> uh, I don't recommend my creative par- process to others. Now, it does help, I will say this, to get me into more into a mood to write on my novel. It does, of course, I do have to read a lot of James Brown, Steve Barry, uh, and, and uh, Dan Brown. Um, James Rollins, sorry, Dan Brown. I was going to say Barry. James Brown. Uh, I know, I know, James <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, music right. well, music can't you know. get you in the mood. Why not? Hey. Okay. All right. Let me say that. I'm glad you said that. That segues to the music I listen to when I am writing that novel. Because I do listen to, to a lot of uh, mostly instrumental, but I do have some songs, you know, that are from all over the place. I've created playlists um, that I listen to, you know, when I am I am writing. I do. I have uh, playlists for when I'm doing the research for women committing crimes. There's a lot of ACDC on there. There's, you know, all kinds of stuff on there that has to do with crimes. If I, you know, <laughs> as much as possible. When I do the research for Secret Spy Sisters, of course, I'm listening to nothing but spy music. You know, <laughs> a lot of 1960s lounge spy music. Mm. Um, and then there's a lot out there, which I found out. Uh, but I, I the, the, so I, I do, I have to listen to certain uh, songs the playlist that I created to, to work on my novel, um, it which doesn't even have a working title, but you know, I'm on like chapter three, so it's good, right? <laughs> um, but no, I think I'm on chapter five now. But uh, but I'm I'm I wish I was I wish I had more of a 
because I, I know a lot of people who do get paid for their art do, are a little bit more disciplined than I am. And in the summertime, I try to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, be a little bit more disciplined with it. You know, I'm going to work on these things this, these days. I'm going to work on these things on these days. It still kind of doesn't work out. And here's the thing why. For me, this is why I think. I think it doesn't work out for me to do that because, one, I only have two months in the summertime right Mm -hmm. and in those two months in the summertime again i talked about this when we talked about our you know uh monday episode (laughs) uh with those two months that sounds like a lot to people who only get one or two weeks vacation i get that but it takes me a good two to three weeks to to really finally be on vacation uh after teaching everybody's spawns of satan uh (laughs) then yeah, and and then I get the I get a rhythm going, and then by the time I'm done with that, it's time for me. To, you know, I I only have like six weeks, and you get into a rhythm and you get stuff done. Then all of a sudden, I got to go back to work full time, mm-hmm. and then all gives sho- gets shoved to the side. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, I understand. That, I mean, it did take James Rollins ten years to to you know finish his first novel. So okay, you know, I'm a little bit longer than that, but I know there's other people that are published that it took them a long time for their first novel too. So I'm not, I'm not too worried about that. Um, I would like to get this book done, but at the same time, I'm just, uh, as long as I'm still teaching, I'm, I'm too busy and too exhausted. Now I'm retiring. Yeah. I'm retiring in 2023. I'm moving to a place where it is more fun to be outside than inside, um, because of the beach and all that kind of stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think I'll be, I think place will also help me. I, I spend a lot of time at uh, our friend Renee's house because of, you've seen that pool area and stuff, right? Her mm-hmm. backyard is, is, a, is a, a real, like, Better Homes and Gardens background. Back, backyard, sorry. So I spent a lot of time a couple of years ago at her house in the summertime writing outside, mm-hmm. listening to the little waterfall from her pool, Jumping in the pool, cooling off a little bit, laying out in the sun, get up and write for like, you know, 40 minutes, then get back in the pool and stuff. That worked great. So I can't imagine, I'm moving to Key West, I can't imagine how that wouldn't give me, you know, a little bit more of a, a, it's a very creative place, and I don't see how that wouldn't help me, you know, give me a a more creative vibe. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm, I'm hoping that you know, once I stop teaching, and yes, I'll have to work full time down there, but it's not going to be the same. I won't be teaching. It won't. I won't. It won't be as deadline based. You know, if I can work at Home Depot, there's no deadline for that. I just go to work and go home. Mm. You know, there's no parent teacher conferences. There's none of that kind of. There's no grading papers. There's no creating lesson plans. None of that stuff. So I think it'll be. I'll be able to get more done. I'm hoping. Okay. <laughs> so that's that's my story. <laughs> what about you? Um, huh. I don't know. Because you are a very creative person, I, and you you also have <laughs> you have so many endeavors. Yeah, you know, so many ways you're creative. Oh, which I like. I guess with anything, like it's your greatest, it's your greatest blessing and your greatest curse, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes, it is. Well, besides children, children are that too. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't, I don't have one of those yet. Um, <laughs> at this point, I don't even like. You know what? It's like, ah, eh, I love kids, but no, I'm just kidding. Anyway, uh, right? Yeah, I'll create a kid one day. Um, anywho, that's a different podcast episode. Uh, <laughs> right. 
um, I don't know if I have a, a process. Um, I don't know if I have a process either. My imagination runs wild. Um, and it always has. I've always been a creative person where um, I think part of it is like being born when I was born um, in the, in the yeah. tail end of the 80s and becoming aware at the, the beginning of the 90s, basically. And so there's all of this, all of this, you know, creativity around me like especially through the television so there's Mm -hmm, cartoons mm -hmm. and music videos the internet did not happen yet but um you know i can see the whole world in technicolor and everything just inspired me from like a really young age and so you know we talked about in previous episodes you know batman was the first superhero i was introduced to and um seeing the different takes on that because at the time that we had well we but my parents had the the 1989 uh movie um they were still playing the 1966 uh tv show with adam west and burt ward that's right um, That's right. That was still coming on. And then the cartoon, mm-hmm. um, Batman the Animated Series, and it came out in 1992. So for me, as a little kid, I have three different versions of Batman, but they're all mm-hmm. in color and they're all, um, you know, they all tell you uh, different um some of them are like morality tales, just of course with Batman in it. And some of it is. Um, you know how the how the the stories were written, especially when it came to the cartoon, because it, the creator said we wrote this for adults, right? And we can only do right. we could do so much because it's a cartoon, so the censors would, you know, of course, do their job and censor certain things, right? But um, that inspired me uh, to get into doing comic books and to and to be a cartoonist. Mm-hmm. When I was little, that in combination mm-hmm. with like Looney Tunes and Tiny yeah. Tunes and Rugrats and Doug mm-hmm. and all that stuff, like mm-hmm. I was like, I want to draw, mm-hmm. you know. And then come mm-hmm. to find out, mm-hmm. my grandfather, my dad's father, or my grandfather, my dad's side, he um, used to draw. Um, oh, nice! Yeah, yeah I, I never, I've never seen any of his artwork, but my grandmother was telling me that he could draw like animals and uh, uh, landscapes and, and things like that. Nice, um, yeah. So, I don't for me, and I found this out, you know, like I said later, but I just, I wanted to, I wanted to draw. I wanted to, I wanted mm-hmm. to make my own cartoons mm-hmm. and, and then music of course played a big part of it and of course I grew up mm-hmm. in the MTV generation so I'm, you know, watching all kinds of music videos that I've mentioned, you know, in, in past episodes and that played a big right. uh, part in my uh my development i'll say um and then part of it is is that i put the cart before the horse so what i envision is always so cool right it's always like oh my gosh you know i (laughs) I, you know i want it to look like this i wanted to do that Mm -hmm. the catch of course is that how do you get to that point Right. And so now yeah, that I'm, I'm with you, on you that. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, ah, oh, shoot. Mm-hmm. Like, I have my goal mm-hmm. when I was younger was to be a cartoonist. I wanted to make my own TV show. I wanted to make my own cartoon. Right. Well, now right. I have access to 
uh, program that allows me to do that to a certain extent. Right? I didn't have that yes. 30 uh-huh. years ago. But right. uh, even with the access to the program that I have, I can still only do so much. And um, I have to work within the limitations of that program. Also, my limited knowledge of the program, because I'm still learning how to use it. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the, the best analogy that uh, a professor gave me is that you have you have cookies like you have the chocolate chip cookie but you don't have the recipe on how yeah. to make the chocolate chip cookie that's okay. the hard part yeah. that's the catch it's like so yeah you got the cookie but you don't know how mm-hmm. you got the cookie that's the hard part Yeah. so for me recognizing that I do put the cart before the horse or I tend to I'm trying to work backwards I'm trying to go okay this is what I want to do what are the steps to get there, right? And so it's kind of like... That's a good idea. Well, it's, it in a way, it's kind of like when you teach um, certain concepts, like especially when it came to math, mm-hmm. like if you didn't get it, you would right. give... Like sometimes the teacher would approach it where they would give you the answer, but they would work... You would work backwards. It's like, well, how did you arrive at that answer, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? Especially like if it was something, comp- well, complicated to a kid, but um, if it was like long division or... or um, you know your times tables or whatever if you were first learning how to do that if you say nine times eight and they want you to find the answer and you you don't understand it we'll say okay well the answer is 72 how did you get to 72 well we'll take nine and add you know eight more nines to it that's how you get to 72 oh okay so if you can see the process of how it breaks down and Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. understanding that or conceptualizing that um definitely helps uh with the process of going like okay now you know what the steps are to get to this grand thing that you want to do right right um mm-hmm. even drawing like i wanted to draw and i i can really only draw superheroes at the moment but mm-hmm. um when i was younger it was really weird i remember when i was younger i could draw a lot better it wasn't necessarily that the 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 pictures that i drew looked like the comic book counterparts or whatever, but it's just I I felt less inhibited when I drew, and oh, yeah, okay. and I could I remember just drawing to draw and um things flowed a lot better as I got older. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I started putting more restrictions on myself, so the pictures started looking more crappy. Honestly. Um, Huh, yeah, that's I, interesting. Yeah, well, I think it was, it's weird. Paul McCartney had said this, is that every child is an artist until someone tells them they're not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So I agree with that. When mm-hmm. I would draw, um, of course, the other kids is like, you know, that's not Batman or that's not Spider-Man or whatever who I was trying to draw. Mm-hmm. So that gave me a complex. Kids are bastards. Yeah, they are. Uh, but I gave me a complex, <laughs> right? And so they're the worst. I taught myself how to draw comic books by drawing mm-hmm. um, other people's comic books. Like I would draw, yeah, I would sure. get Batman and Spawn and this, that, and whatever. And I would just and I would draw the same picture and then just put my spin on it. And, yeah. And people always crack me up because they're like, "Well, you can't sell those. Like you're just ripping them off." It's like I'm not trying to sell them. I'm doing this for my own enjoyment. Like, exactly. Yeah, a, there's that know, too. Yeah. Eat a dick and get out my face. But anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Anywho. 
Um, but I taught myself how to draw um, different comic book characters and different poses and such. Mm-hmm. And then when YouTube finally came along, um, oh yeah, there are tons of videos of, of people out there showing you how to draw um, comic books or superheroes or whatever, and learning. Uh, the step-by-step process because some of it I I always looked at it where it's like I don't want to draw boxes and stuff as the baseline because it feels I've always felt like that would mess up my picture yeah but watching it in practice and watching it being applied it's like oh no it actually does work and my drawings have gotten 10 times better than they were when I was younger and I can actually draw from my imagination to a certain extent um with certain characters, it's like I just I look at them on the screen yeah. um, and kind of get an idea of like what the character looks like, the details or whatever, and then from there I have this image in my mind and I just start drawing. And I like right the the different stages of of drawing from going like from mm-hmm. pencil or from the sketch lines of like the different geometric shapes to then you know, some of the anatomy and, and, and how it how the anatomy looks in certain poses and so on and so forth. And then the shading process and the the outlining process, so on and so forth. I mean, not to bore everybody, but I just like seeing it in different stages, mm-hmm. um, which inspires me to draw more because it's like, I actually did that without looking at a picture. I did that, um, you know, quote unquote mm-hmm. on my own. Like, I, that's why I say it's a freehand drawing. Awesome. Um, I was like, I could do that now, you know, mm-hmm, um, and I mm-hmm. definitely helped with my confidence um, when it came to, to drawing. And then now moving into 3D animation, um, my first video that I did was OK and it was good for what it, for what I knew at the time. Mm-hmm. But now I know so much more and I know more about filmmaking and editing and um, sound design and music score and so on and so forth that I can yeah. piece all of that together. Um, and so now I am in a position where I can make my own cartoons, right? Mm-hmm, now mm-hmm. I am in a space where it's like I have access to certain things um, in order to to better conceptualize my ideas. Because that was the hard part, Um it's like I'm such a creative person, but it's like I know what I want to do, but it's hard to explain. And because it's uh, what I want to do is very visual, mm-hmm. you know, I have to be able to show you better than I can tell you. Mm-hmm. You know, because if mm-hmm. I tell you, I over explain it and I bore you, and you're like, you honestly don't care. But if I can show you, hey, this is what I'm trying to do, or this is what I want to do um, in the grand scheme of things, or whatever, and here's a working concept, right? Mm-hmm. Then people can go, Oh, okay. I see what you want to do here. Well, why don't you try this? Why don't you try that? Let me hook you up with this person. They do this, this, and that. Yeah. And then you know, then you get the ball rolling. Um, as far as my, I guess tying it back to my quote unquote process, I kind of like to just dive in because mm-hmm. I'm trying to get to what I envision first. Right. Um, and I and I guess I kind of like figure it out as I go. It's more mm-hmm. like I'm a very hands on kind of learner, depending on what it is. Um, and so because for me, like, like my, when I created the album, when I was writing songs, like I, when I originally set out to create the album, mm-hmm. I wasn't sure if I was going to do it cause I'd never written a song before. And my whole thing was, 
well, you know, the words have to rhyme. And I'm not really good at that. At least I didn't think I was. But I just started writing. And that's why the first song that I wrote um, was my rendition of, of Heard It Through the Grapevine. It was mm-hmm. just more so to say that, okay, you can write a song. And from there, use that as a jumping off point, you know, move into Fall in Love With Me or Do I Belong Here and Square One and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it took me a year and a half to write Double Standard just because I, I had so many ideas rolling around in my head at one time. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, again, not having access or the resources for certain things. It's like, well, I can't record anything yet because um, I don't have, you know, studio money. I don't have right. uh, uh, recording uh, equipment at the time. But what I did have was a laptop and the mm-hmm. Internet. And there were free versions of mm-hmm. music programs. Mm-hmm. And so I downloaded one figured out how to use it and made, uh, I guess, facsimiles of my songs. So it's like, this is how fast it goes. This is the melody. This is the beat, you mm-hmm. know, and I can take it to somebody and say, I can't play an instrument at the moment, but this little melody here is supposed to be a guitar. This is supposed to be a horn. This is mm-hmm. supposed to be some string and we can figure it out, you know, put it all together and, and make something. The first time I did that with the studio I went to, they sucked. They did not do that. Right. Uh, the second studio I went to, shout out to, um, it used to be 37 Studios. Now it's um, Rock Hill Sounds, um, or Metro 37 is what it used to be called. Now it's called Rock Hill Sounds. So shout out to Matt Dalton, who is my producer. He did a great job, beyond great job. Awesome, he yes. actually got what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And so I, to find somebody, and that's the other thing too, finding somebody who compliments um, your creative style if, right. you're, if you're going to be doing something especially visually or sonically mm-hmm. um, somebody who can understand what it is you're trying to do and that's why I do so much when it comes to my creative process is because like I know that what I want to do is a lot mm-hmm. and so the the best way that I can streamline all of that is to have something um, that you can kind of grasp onto right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because that's the hardest part. It's like, of course, when you're in your own head all the time, it's like, I see everything. Right. But in right. order to really get that across to somebody, they need something to latch on to. Because obviously mm-hmm. nobody, they can't read your mind. Right. Um, so all of that is to say, like, I drive myself crazy. Because <laughs> when it comes to music, I sing my songs to myself, trying to find the words over and over and over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I have to get it out. I have to get it out. Somebody else has to hear what's in my head, right? Whether you like it or not, of course, is up to you. But you got to hear what I'm hearing. I have to say, as being one of those people (laughs) that has been privileged to hear your music, like way back when, like 10 years ago, when you Mm -hmm. sent me audio files of of Fall in Love With Me. And what was the other one that you sent me? Wasn't Square One. Uh, It was Fall in Love With Me. And it was, what was the other one? For whatever uh, I reason, double standard and uh, and another one, another yeah, one was the yeah. first one I sent you, and then uh, double standard I sent you, <clears throat> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and fall in love with me and do I belong here? Ah, uh, that was it. That was it. Do I belong here? Yeah. So I I have to say I I felt very privileged that you shared that with me because that's a trust issue too, is sharing mm-hmm. you know like like rough draft versions of uh, of what you're doing. 
to put it out there to to people to have to get any kind of feedback before you know you put it out there as a finished product so I, I do thank you for trusting me with that because I, that was I felt you know really I did I, I feel really privileged that I'm one of the people that you you know sent early things to I really am and I, I kept those Aww. files too I kept oh, those audio awesome. files yeah. Oh, well, thanks. you know, when those are not for sale, by the way. No, people, they are okay? not. I'm no, kidding. those are personal. <laughs> those I keep those. Those that will never happen now, unless, of course, you know, <laughs> if there's a behind the music kind of thing, you know, know right? and and you're like, hey, Tammy, you know, you can go ahead and share one or two of, you know, those. <laughs> it would take some money. Yeah, They'd no, have right. to grease my palm for that one because, <laughs> you know, <laughs> those are mine. But, yes, I do. And I, I, I understand what you mean, yeah, about it, you know, it sharing is, that. Ooh, especially for me, I have trust issues. So mm-hmm. um, I do, too, when it comes to I, anything that I create. Because you put yourself mm-hmm. into whatever you create. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I forget where I heard it or where I learned this, but like an author, no matter what, whether it's a book, a TV show, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever you're producing or creative persons, like mm-hmm. they reveal more about themselves intentionally or not through their yep. work. And so to put that out there for, you know, the what masses that, or. What does that say about me? What does that say about me with all my crime stuff? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Crimes very and spies. And <laughs> well, that's in our that's in our last episode, right? It's like, why mm-hmm. do we like it so much? Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like mm-hmm. even I I write. I'm not writing a book, but um, trying to. I guess that's that's also been added to my creative process is actually writing things down because I didn't mm-hmm. used to do that either. Because mm. um, I couldn't sit still long enough to actually write stuff down because my yeah. mind is going 20 miles you know and it was shit 120 miles uh you know a minute not even an hour a minute uh-huh. you know it's like here's this character here's this character this happens this happens da, 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 da. my mind is not a place people want to be trust me <laughs> so <laughs> like it's it's a lot and i've actually had to kind of pump the brakes somewhat and actually start writing things down. Um, and that's some of the outlines that I've sent you. And then mm-hmm, going back, mm-hmm. rereading them, going, oh, I spelled this wrong. Or, oops, the, this reveal doesn't make sense. Or this doesn't work. Yeah. Um, so then going back and rewriting it. And then, of course, now I have to go back and rewrite that. And I've gotten... Um, now, I, now I don't have necessarily writer's block, but now I'm recognizing, again, my brain has so much going on within this series that I'm I'm crafting, I'll say. Yeah. Um that it causes hiccups with with the writing process of my creative process. So I'm trying to scale back the layers um in order to kind of uh streamline certain things. Even me talking about everything that I that goes on in my brain right now, like the yeah, this is why I talk so much, why I talk so fast, and why my why I'm all over the place. This is why I, I hated school because yeah. my my brain is like I'm not stimulated here. Like my right. brain is taking me elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, this mm-hmm. is why I miss sleep so much because I used to have some really great dreams, mm-hmm. some dreams that I actually still remember or remember things happening. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just like the, 
that's that's where my mind goes. I want to be there. And because we live in a capitalist society, I kind of need money in order to pursue those things. Right. So this whole starving artist thing actually sucks. <laughs> and the fact that it's normalized to say you're... Because even your creative tools as an artist, it's like going to an art store is oh fucking God. expensive. Mm-hmm. Like, there is mm-hmm. no reason why markers should cost... 50 bucks no. or more, uh, you know, depending on the brand. Like there's the, and they're really good markers, but there's Prisma and Sharpie mm-hmm, and Copic mm-hmm. or Copic, however you want to say it. Um, especially as a, as a comic book artist, they're like, oh yeah, get Copic markers. They'll, they're you know, top of the line, but it's top of the line because they cost so damn much. And mm-hmm. yes, they are really <laughs> good markers, but I don't have Copic, mar- Copic marker money. You know, right. you can go to Michael's, but the thing with Michael's is you always better go there with receipts because the receipts have 50% off on your next purchase. Well, <laughs> hey, this is your first time here. Mm-hmm. So what you going to do? You got 50% off of your next one. So if mm-hmm. you spent $50, hey, you only got to pay 25. Yes. The next time, this time mm-hmm. you spend $150. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Oh yeah. No art is very expensive. <laughs> Gosh, like. It's you like know, one of the, the most, well, I have to buy a guitar if I want to play guitar. Oh, and if I want to play electric guitar, don't forget the amplifier. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like yeah, and my, you know, my son's a musician, and of course, he's constantly buying reeds. He's constantly, you know, getting all kinds of stuff because he plays, mm-hmm. you know, a woodwind instrument. Yeah. <laughs> Just the materials, the... Uh, for me, it's markers and paper. Uh, yes, I can go to Staples or Office Depot or whatever and get you know the 500 pack of paper uh, to draw on or whatever. Probably, mm-hmm. I think it was like, I don't know, five or six bucks at the time. It probably went up, but whatever. Um, but it, when I took my first art class, like my first real art class with mm-hmm. like an easel and... Um, yeah, you know, large uh, canvas paper and whatever mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that all costs like and charcoal. Um, like, what the hell is charcoal? You know, like the the you know use the charcoal sticks and stuff to to draw and whatever. You know, all of that was expensive. Yep, yep. For, you know, and, and that's and for that's the thing that really sucks. For podcasting, yeah. having a decent computer, having a microphone, having good headphones, all that kind of stuff matters. You know, it, yeah. ma- it matters in, in the quality of, of the podcast itself. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oh, and buying a program. Do you go with a free program? I have to shout out to Audacity. Thank you for being free mm-hmm. and thank you for being awesome for the, the things that you have that are free. Bite me yes. the rest of you. <laughs> right? Well, and speaking of that, there's the program that I use, I did have to pay for. Um, mm-hmm. Now, granted, it's it's quote unquote cheaper than the uh, the industry standard. The industry mm-hmm. standard is 3ds Max or or Maya, they call it. Um, I use Reolution's iClone. Okay. Um, and it's it's for like quick and dirty animations, right? And just so, so everybody a, understands, we're not getting paid for these advertisements. We're yeah, just giving shout outs yeah. to these. We're not, unfortunately, <laughs> but you know, we're not getting paid to advertise these things. These are just, right. you know, things that we have found that work well and you know, are, you know, what they are. So, and we are giving shout outs mm-hmm. to them. So I just continue. Sorry. I just wanted to put that right. in there. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, um, sure. you know, you could pay us. No, I'm kidding. Anyway, yeah. um, I'll but, do a commercial uh, for Audacity. Hell yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, but the, yeah, the program that I use is for quick and dirty animations. It's enough, again, to, to give people um, a visualization mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. what I want to do. But there are free programs. Blender is a free program. Mm-hmm. The only catch with that is that the learning curve is very steep. Yeah. Because and it's it's based out of Germany and they have a school that you can go to. But I don't have going to Germany <laughs> for school money. Mm-mm. I do have a passport. Also, you know, we're in COVID world, so we can't go to Germany even if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Plus, it's still it's it's Germany. Like eh, eh, eh. anyway. Well, they don't, they don't uh, want to make. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Anyway, uh, but. There are there are resources, some resources that are available that mm-hmm. do help the starving artists. Um, but of course, it's like you kind of get what you pay for. So that's also part of the problem. It's like, well, it's free. I don't say problem, but the challenge. Like, it's free, but mm-hmm. the learning curve is steep. Mm-hmm. But Blender does uh, Maya, Maya and like Pixar level type of animation. Mm-hmm. You just have to know how to use it. And... Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the only thing that you pay for technically is the internet service, but there are dozens, if not hundreds or more YouTube videos of how to use blender. Yeah. Um, of course the, the, the gamble with that is of course is finding somebody that you can follow. Um, cause there's, mm-hmm, there mm-hmm. are tons of, of content creators who use it and some go quicker than others. Some are more understandable than others, you know, so on and so forth. Um, but all of that is to say technology has, has definitely bridged the gap between being a creative person and being, uh, able to actually, uh, realize that creativity. I guess that's the best way to say it. Now you have laptops and personal computers. Now you have your phone if you want to record your voice um, to have notes about your novel, right? Or if you want to uh, record, for me, I'll record sometimes into my phone melodies for songs, at least I used to. Um, The 3D program that I use uh, conceptualizes Mm -hmm. the cartoon series that I'm writing on my laptop um, different characters of like what they look like or, or how I imagine them to look like and so on and so forth mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. it definitely helps um, having that te- having access uh, having that resource to that technology because um, you know I, I, I can't imagine being a creative person just wanting to get all of this out because you kind of have to and not being able yeah. to for whatever yeah. reason. Oh, I agree. Yeah. Like that cuz just I agree. Everything that I said as I I've, I've taken up much of this episode with what goes on in my brain. No, that's fine. <laughs> uh, no, that's no, that's fine. You you express it better than I do. You definitely express it better than I do because of course my novel is written in my head. I just I you know, I'm having a hard time putting it on paper. Mm-hmm. You know, writing it out, putting it to be able to um, express what I see in my head, all the action, mm-hmm. you know, the car chases, 
fist fights, you know, the whole usual thing with thriller novels or, you know, movies, right? I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to visualize it. I can see it in my head. I can hear all the dialogue, everything else. It's just a matter of, you know, taking the time to put it on the paper and having it make sense to everybody else. Because as you said, I see everything and I see it in all its glory, 3D, you know, all in my head. Mm -hmm. But putting it on paper so other people can understand it is the hard part. Mm -hmm. It really is. And I, I've thought about maybe even just recording myself and then typing what I say. And that might actually end up being better, you know, to 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 do it that way. So, you know, I might try that, yeah. um, you know, coming soon. Just to, just to, if I see something in my head, just say it, you know, because I, I do... I do okay as far as expressing it verbally, but yeah, typing it out, and so then I can just type it out later. Mm -hmm. um, there was a TV show. There was a TV show a long time ago. You know the guy that played uh, the character Monk? Yeah. On on the TV show yeah, Monk. Yeah, Tony There was a kid. There was a yeah. There was a TV show he was in where he played this author who didn't write very well, but he came up with these amazing stories and stuff. These amazing novels. And he put it, he like would say it into a tape recorder and then he had a person that typed it out for okay. him. Okay. Um, so I, I don't remember the name of that show. I've just never cared to look it up because of course, you know, I can Google it, but I don't care. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I always thought, and I, I keep being lazy again, you know, about doing that. Do I record it on my phone? How much does my phone record? Or should I just get one of those just those small, because they, they still sell them, the small tape recorders, mm. you know, which you can record stuff on or so i don't do know it, i thought about trying that on your computer you have a separate audacity file set it up that way and then you can type yeah while that's you, true i could you know. you're right because i you're right you know, hey i i forgot here i am staring at the audacity going i wonder what i could record well the my only problem with that is is like if i'm in the car oh, well, yeah. and i come up with something i want to just be able to be you know or even at work i want to be able to just push record and then just true. say it real quick mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I know it's an option. So I'll, I'll figure yeah, something. Use a combination. Yeah. Not yeah. I'll, I'll figure right? something. Out. Like, hey, that's true. Like, you're I, right. You're right. It does not have. I to be. wrote a script for one of my videos, but I wrote the script after I created the video. <laughs> Why yeah. not? Well, that's again. That's what you were talking about about working mm -hmm. backwards. Here's here's what I've envisioned. Now let's. How do we mm -hmm. get there? So writing the script for it afterwards kind of makes sense yeah. to me. I, did, I have yeah. to I have to get my hands on on something first, and then I can go backwards. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. when I wrote songs, right, right. I needed the melody, or I needed, mm -hmm. and most songs start with the melody, yeah. But like I needed something. I remember with Double Standard, for example, there's a line um, where it says. Um, to you it seems I'm or for you it seems I'm damned if I do it seems I'm damned if I don't it makes me turn around and ask you what the hell do you want and that that yeah. right there I'm like oh I really love that how do I get there how do I do mm -hmm. that and I started so I wrote the second verse first mm -hmm. and I yeah. had and then I wrote the chorus because there were parts in there I was like I know what I mm -hmm. want to do um and then I had the pre-chorus because I had uh the the pre-chorus is a uh, is a a melody from uh another song so i have to i, I credit the person when i wrote it but um mm -hmm. i built it from there i built everything around this particular melody 
And it again, it took me a year and a half, but um, at the end of it, I had an entire song, right? And I was just like, yeah. okay, and I wrote it, and it rhymes, and it's it's a rock it's a rock song, and it's kind of a it's not a headbanger. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's necessary a headbanger, but it's a pop rock song, and it sounds pretty damn good. Yeah. And I did that. Whoa. Um, in fact, I think that's kind of what, uh, and I don't want to say inspired, but it, it, it let, it led Matt to want to work with me. Cause he listened to that one mm-hmm. and he's like, yeah, I'm feeling this one. I really like that one. He wanted to record that one first. Um, when we started recording yeah. my album. So we ended up doing mm-hmm. it fifth, but he really wanted to record that one. So, um, yeah, all of that is just to say I don't, I don't, I know there's like a, a, a quote unquote standard creative process, but at the same time, because of people who are creative, it varies from person to person. Like there's, I guess there's some rules of thumb to follow or that you can follow, but obviously you like don't what? have to. Um, like, like what? Uh, depending on what you're doing, I guess, but like you create an outline or you create, um, yeah, you know, okay. You, I, you I've done I mean? that. Like just kind of lay some yeah. stuff out. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't have all the details and all the specifics, so on and so forth. But mm-hmm, you know, here mm-hmm. are some. Here, an outline yeah, does help. Here's an outline. Here are like particular beats. Uh, here's the theme mm-hmm. that you kind of want to stick with, or um, mm-hmm. or tone, or whatever. Um, you know, there's certain. So that way, it's not necessarily a complete mess when you start. But it's it's right. You know, <laughs> but also, like drawing, it's like okay. I want to draw a picture of Batman, but it's not going to be Batman right away, right? Here are the construction lines. Here are the here are the geometric shapes. Here are the here's the skeletal outline, and then and so on and so forth. And by the end of it, now you have a fully rendered picture of Batman, right? So I mean, mm-hmm, it's the same mm-hmm. thing. It's like and and watching how it forms over time, right? how you erase certain things, how you draw certain, or how you add lines to certain things, how you add weight right. to certain things, um, how you add shadow and in sh- different shades of, sh- of, sh- of shadowing or shading to certain things, blah, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. Watching that come through, it, it, it's the same thing like if you work with your hands, molding something out of clay, right? It's the same right. thing. Right. Um, and so for me, I always hit this point though, I wonder if if you do this too, um, mm-hmm. and it, it seems to happen anytime that you do any kind of any kind of work, uh, whether it's creative work or not. Um, in the beginning, you kind of hit this point mm-hmm. of like you hit this wall where you're frustrated because mm-hmm. it's not coming together the way that you want it to right away, or not even right away, but like yes. Like again, you have this, yes. this you have this concept, <laughs> right? You have the visual, you have what you visualize. Is your vision, mm-hmm. and yet, mm-hmm. right at the start of it, it's not happening, and so you had kind of like have to push through yes. that frustration. Oh yeah, I definitely. wonder if there's a word for that, other than like writer's block. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because it's not writer's right. block necessarily. Because it, it, yeah. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah, maybe some of our listeners know what yeah. that's called. Because I, I, I know right. what you mean. Because. Unfortunately, I go through it every single summer. <laughs> <clears throat> when I'm working on my book, I, I have to I have to push mm-hmm. through that. I, I do have a question. Mm-hmm. So as a creative person who is creating content and putting it out there, you've had you have an album 
and working on another and this podcast and and you know uh your art and everything else uh so do you ever have that fear of success issue yes or just the definite fear of putting it out there but and then and then you you sit there and say but you know okay if it fails okay I kind of I kind of I'm kind of okay with that but then I'm like but what if it doesn't Mm -hmm. It's only because um, it's the fear of the unknown, right? Like you, you can plan yeah, for you plan for true. failure, quote unquote, because um, mm-hmm. it's like you know you hope for the best and prepare for the worst, and we always lean on worst for you know yeah. a myriad of reasons. Because um, mm-hmm. I think if it is successful, it's like well, now what, right? What yeah. comes with because then what comes with success, right? How do you navigate that? Yeah. Um, for me, because it's, it's not an either or, like it's it's a both and. I'd like it obviously to be successful, um, mm-hmm. and and for it to like really strike a chord with people and and to pe- and for it to resonate with people. I I I want that. Um, at the same time. I kind of want to limit its exposure or maybe my exposure to it. Maybe mm-hmm. is the better way to say it. Um, Cause you always have those stories of like too much success, too fast kind of a thing. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe yeah. that's what, what people are, are, are trying to grapple with or trying to navigate. Cause it's, mm-hmm. and most things you do, you want to be successful at it. But the success that comes from it, or that can come from it, I should I should say, that carries its mm-hmm. own ball of wax that you have to uh, then navigate. And for some people, especially if it's too much too soon, or it's or it's not what you were expecting, you know, how many e true Hollywood stories and behind the music have we watched where we know how this story goes, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, if I if my album, you know, went platinum shipped a million units and I, I got, you know, $500,000 from it because, you know, there is this thing called taxes. Uh, okay, yeah. great. I have $500,000, but what do I do with it? Or not even what do I do with it, but how do I manage that? Then in, and, right. Mm-hmm. And can you do it again? Can you do it again? Right. Can you do Michael it Jackson, again? Thriller, biggest album of all time. We all know this. Well, can you do it again? Mm-hmm. Well, you have Bad, and Bad is a really big album, but it's number two to Thriller. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, now you need a top Thriller. So then you put out another album. Well, it's still pretty good, and it actually it surpassed your second album, but it's not Thriller. Mm-hmm. So on and so forth, right? Which also, you know, to put those kind of expectations on somebody or, or yeah. anybody, whether it's Michael Jackson or not, you know, anybody, you know, Stephen King, like some of his best work or, or, um, you know, Martha Stewart, you know, she mm-hmm. had her peak or whatever. When you're in this product life cycle, like you will always have a part or a point where you are at your best, like you hit your stride and you peaked. That's fine. Yeah. Right. Well, then you, de- you, you decline some and then you kind of coast. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You hope. I'm anyway. fine with you hope. Yes, I'm fine with peaking 
early and then kind of coasting after mm-hmm. or just coasting and maybe peaking at some point and then, you know, decline off and coast or whatever. I'm fine with yeah. that. I'm also fine. You know what? If if it if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. Like there are only certain things that I can control. Yeah, that's um, true. You know, and I guess putting it into that perspective does it helps keep me humble. Um, it helps keep me sane that way. I'm not, and I'm doing it for my own enjoyment. I'm not necessarily doing it. I'm not chasing a dollar or chasing somebody's, uh, acclaim. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like I'd mm-hmm. like my music or my art to resonate with people, but I'm doing it for me because I have to get it out of my head. Mm-hmm. I have to, um, and it, yes, I hope, you know, people like it, but if they don't, they don't. And, that's okay there's other options out there right 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 i don't like the music that's out today that's okay because there's options out there for me of something that i do like maybe i'll discover something new yeah my music my style of music isn't necessarily everybody's cup of tea that's okay there are plenty of other options out there um i'm into superheroes most people are for the moment because of the marvel movies but i also know that people will get tired of superheroes it it Everything goes in cycles. Yeah. That's okay. There's plenty of other options out there for you. Um, and so, yeah, again, I to have that perspective, it helps keep me humble. It helps keep me um, sane and focused. It's like, okay, I'm doing this for my enjoyment. I'm not necessarily doing it um, to make somebody feel better or to make uh, this particular person or group of people happy, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um like I said earlier, that's when I drew, it was just for my own enjoyment and my own education. I wasn't doing it to sell uh, to anybody or to, to um, you know, to, to boost my own non-career. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, it always bothered me when people were like, like one, one, uh, two people in particular uh, would always do this. Well, you just, you know, you can't sell that. You just ripped that off. You ripped off the entire story. It's like, I'm not selling it. Right, I can do whatever exactly. the fuck I want. Exactly. It's my comic book. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. like, I'm doing. I bought the comic book mm-hmm. made by Todd McFarlane. It was a Spawn comic book. Mm-hmm. So I bought the comic book. I enjoyed the art, and I started drawing. Yeah. So I could learn how to draw what he drew. And you know what? He'd probably be flattered that he was an inspiration for you, because and you're not trying to sell it. But he would mm. probably be very flattered that he was an inspiration for you to start drawing. Uh, yeah, I, I understand that. Um, you know, the, really, that's what I did the pod, and that's what we were talking about earlier um, when we were talking about the podcast. And we had to, you know, determine when we were going to record because you were you're going to be a guest on Women Committing Crimes. Mm-hmm. And when I said that, you know, it's my podcast, so if the listeners can't handle an extra week. Fuck them, basically. I want them to listen, of course. <laughs> but at the same time, it's my podcast, right? They're not paying me for this. You know, if I was paying... If, uh, my, my, my daughter supports my podcast, but she doesn't always get a chance to listen every two weeks, so she's fine with it being a little bit late because she's behind, so it's fine. But here's the thing, you know, because I used to be, like, real tense about getting this out every two weeks or whatever, and I'm thinking, these people aren't paying me. <laughs> if they were paying me... And I, you know, I promised a deadline. Of course I would have a deadline, right? I would I would have it out on that day if they're paying me. But until they start paying me, it's going to come out when I can get it out. Because I'm not going to kill myself 
for for my art because it's not it's important to me and I will get it out but I'm also not going to it's it's again it's not my job right I mean I have a full-time job that I have to take care of first my family my health and then the podcast but I still have to get it out because you know I I I'm very interested in this but it's going to be in my time frame until until oh, I get course. paid until I get paid for it to be out at exactly a specific time it's going to be mine I'm just going to I'm going to do it the best I can every two weeks but you know the next episode is a really heavy one it's not heavy it's 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 a uh, got a lot to it and it's going to be you and I you're my first guest so it's going to be worth the the extra week wait I think for people yeah. who who like the podcast and of course I don't I don't mean to be you know, mean to my listeners of course not in fact you know, I, the listeners who are who are regular will wait that extra week. They always have. You know, they they've always mm-hmm. been great about that. About you know, listening anyway. You know, the, I put up a, a an episode and they're there, and I thank them so much. That's fantastic. I I I need them, but you know, the ones that are like, well, I'm not going to listen because she doesn't put it out every two weeks, like she said. Eh, bye. <laughs> yeah. I don't need you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't need I you did, then. Like I have a YouTube channel and I haven't posted anything new since mm-hmm. last year. Like, you know, I'll be fine. You mm-hmm. know, the, mm-hmm. the thirty-four subscribers I have will yeah. be okay. Oh yeah, I know they'll all be fine. Of them. Yeah, exactly. They'll be fine. <laughs> like, I told him like, yeah, I'll put stuff on there. I'm just I've been doing the work and posting mm-hmm. elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, because I still have like a thing about YouTube. Because um, mm-hmm. you can post on YouTube, but in the in the very fine print. Um, yeah, it does say that you know you're using them, you're using their platform. So yeah, they they own it technically. Yeah, I don't like that. I'm not going to get a YouTube mm-hmm. channel. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's why the good news is is the podcaster that we use, right? And I'm going to say it, Anchor, because we're on Anchor and we have an advertisement already on our podcast for Anchor. So I can say yes, I sponsor Anchor. Anchor sponsors me. <laughs> they do yeah. pay me. Anyway, uh, so that's why I like Anchor is because Anchor says it in all of its stuff that they that the creators own the content. They do not. Mm-hmm. And I like that. You know, that's one of the reasons why I went with Anchor uh, is because they specifically put that out there that they do not own our content. We do as the creators. So yep. that was like, you know, very, very important because I don't like that aspect of YouTube. I won't post and, anything, but I'll watch all the shit everybody else posts. Right. And, <laughs> it, you know, that's why it's a partnership with people who are YouTubers, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so you can monetize your channel and so on mm-hmm. and so on, but it's still a partnership because you're yeah. still using their service. You would not be a YouTuber without YouTube. Right. right? Exactly. And YouTube is amazing. Right. I Don't get me wrong. I mm-hmm. I have learned so much from from YouTube. And as you said, you know, for all the other, you know, you can figure out how to use these programs you know that you purchase Mm -hmm. or or that you but and we've done a whole we did a whole show with liam about youtube actually i think it was a two-parter wasn't it yep yeah so you know but yeah i say youtube because it's the most uh widespread but any any of them um you know there's there's that fine print it's like you're using them as a service Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you can partner with them and they may cut you in on some of it, but, you know, just recognize like without them, you would not be who you yeah, are exactly. or have the audience that you have. So I keep that in mind. I'm very cognizant of that because um, 
again, just trying to put out mm-hmm. a proof of concept of what I want to do. The best way to do that or to showcase that is YouTube or Facebook or Instagram, which is owned by Facebook. So it's the same <laughs> damn thing. <laughs> you know, exactly. People can see it. Um, it in its its most. It, it, I want to see it in all its glory. You can see it in most of its glory. You can see mm-hmm. what it is that I'm, I'm scratching at. You know, if I had uh, better resources and and more education, which is why I moved here. Um, you know, and then the world said, "Ha ha ha!" Jokes on you. You made plans, but anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But aside from all of that, um, I can, and I love the whole process once it gets going, like the beginning, again, that frustration of like, ah, this isn't working the way I want it to, or it's not looking the way I want it to. But the more I work at it and the more that I, um, you know, play around with different aspects of it, it starts to come together. And then the fun part or the extra fun part for me is the editing process of piecing all of those things together because now I have everything. The mm-hmm. hardest part is pre-production because you have to, for me, you have to create the characters and the and the environments and the uh, see what works and what doesn't. And then again, doing this with all, all within the limits of the program because since my mind is always going 120 miles a minute, uh, the program can't necessarily keep up. So I have to be cognizant of that. It's the same thing with my music. Uh, almost every song, actually, no, every song that I recorded with Matt, there are tons of tracks, tons of vocals and instruments all working at the same time. And when that happens, it's putting a load on the computer. So uh, several, mm-hmm. well, several times through each song, the computer would crash or the system would crash. Oh my crash God, yes. It's like, save, save, control S, control S, you know, or command S because he had a Mac. Command S, command S, you know. Um, but we made it through. Yeah. And so it's the same thing with my my programs. I save and save often. That's I think that's the rule of thumb that you have to follow. Save and save I have often. my book on my laptop. <laughs> I have it on three different USB flash drives just in case. And then uh-huh. I email myself uh-huh. a copy of what yep. I just wrote just in case. <laughs> I'm so fucking paranoid that it's just going to disappear. Yep. Because that book, every uh-huh. single, every, every... If I ever finish that book, I'm going to finish it. But if it ever gets published, that's the if because I can't control that, right? Uh, if right. it ever gets published, I just want people to know that every single word of that book was, was I struggled to put that on paper. I mean, I, I it was, mm-hmm. it was, it wasn't just random. It wasn't just, I just sat down and typed, oh, here it is. You know, again, I'm not Stephen King, right? I'm not that good. I'm not that prolific. I just, it just doesn't roll like that, especially the first one, you know? Uh, so I'm, I, every single word is important <laughs> in that fucking book. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I know what you mean. Mm-hmm. I saved yeah. everything oh like 50 million different ways. Yep. Let's see. Um, the outline that I mm-hmm. finally wrote mm-hmm. Mm-hmm for my series uh i send it to yep, you yep. well before i send it to you i saved yeah. it and then saved it in a different file <laughs> emailed it to myself 
Yeah. Emailed it to you. Yeah, I think I emailed my book and to then, Doug too. That way, <laughs> just in case. Yeah, yeah. I sent it to like Don't two of my Yahoo. friends too. Where I was like, okay, just in case mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you have the outline, and and also the paranoia too of like somebody stealing. Oh my your god! Arts. Yes. Now I guess it's this is this is it's a both end because it's like one yes anybody could steal it but two I'm not that important for somebody to steal from so yeah but it does it nobody, they don't steal nobody, they don't steal people don't steal from important people not creative stuff this is true because then well, it's too then true. it's too obvious that they stole from somebody who's important they steal from the person that isn't mm-hmm. published the person that isn't important because they have good ideas they just haven't been recognized for it yet. So that's the people that they, you are the people that they would steal from. I'm the people that they would steal from. When people ask me, oh, you're writing a book. What's it about? Mm, Not going to tell you (laughs) because I think maybe when it's published, you should buy it because I'm not going to tell you what it's about. Mm -hmm. And you go, Ooh, that's a good idea. And since I'm not published, you you know, I, I, you know, I, you can go on and do a spinoff of mine and I don't want that to happen. So I always tell people it's a thriller novel and that's all you're going to (laughs) get. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I copyright. Mm-hmm. Um, How do you do that? Even before, I went to copyright.gov. They walk you through it. Okay, it, all it, right. Uh, when, when I did it, there is a small fee, but I mean, it's that's not. That's fine. That's worth it. It's not astronomical. I think Honestly, it was like 13 bucks, I think. Yeah, that's it's worth it. Because I copyright my songs before, um, mm-hmm. before I even recorded them. Yeah, that's I great. That's a good idea. Them. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna mm-hmm. copyright it before I bef- when when I finish. I'm gonna copyright it before I uh, before I send it to a publisher. That way I can because I don't want a publisher to go. Ooh, that's a great idea. And then because right. you know people do that shit. People are assholes. Well, and here's the thing: like, if you went through a publisher, usually they copyright it for you. Yeah, but um, I'll do it. It depends. It depends. Yeah. But yeah. Um, the thing is, because there's this idea that. Once you once you create something, it is technically yours. It's your mm-hmm. intellectual property, and that is true. But because we live in the system that we live in, mm-hmm. in order for it to be legally yours, you have yeah. to register it. So you have to copyright it. And there's different there's different forms and different ways um, or different things that you have to do to copyright. Whether it is music, um, the actual notes, or the arrangement. Mm-hmm. Um, the lyrics themselves. If it's a book, there's a different way that you have to yeah. go about the copyright mm-hmm. process. Mm-hmm. If it's a character, and then if it's a character within the book, so on and so yeah. forth. Like a, for me, a comic book character, I have to copyright it. Um, mm-hmm. And then, of course, you have to be careful too, because um, you know if your character, uh, your character's name mm-hmm. is the same as another character that exists or that existed Mm -hmm. um you have to navigate that um like one of my characters name is the phantasm but the phantasm already exists and there's a movie called phantasm Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. exists so you have to navigate that i know that more than likely and i i can say the character's name is phantasm because more than likely i'll have to change it why because there there's a legal precedent right right? Right. um and so on and so forth um so if you if it were to go to the court uh the court of law um whomever copyrighted it first um is usually how the law um 
how the law sides sure. usually i know there are exceptions there's always exceptions um and now because be, of course because of the internet when you email it to yourself there's a time stamp there's a date yeah yeah, right? yeah there there's you a go date and a time mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. if somebody says well i came up with it at such and such a place like actually i came up with it and here's the date and the time I it does it that when myself. you put it on a flash drive too it date yep. stamps it on a flash drive mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's a great thing whoever invented that yep. thank you I, maybe for, <laughs> for that, so many maybe reasons <laughs> for that reason yeah like yeah so many somebody, reasons that that date stamp on an email is so fucking important because <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. it used to be the idea where you could mail something to yourself sure, and you yeah. have the postmark on it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that that's like your they call it the poor man's copyright it's like yeah but in the court of law like you need it to be registered yeah because now it like because it's legally yours and it, it you know if it's making money and so on and so forth the same with patents yeah right? that's true too mm-hmm. uh, and also you have to be careful too because that's u.s copyright law yeah. Right? Yeah, they're different. There are countries mm-hmm. that don't recognize U.S. copyright law, or they have their own, uh, their yeah. own version of it, because of course it's a whole different country. So, um, like Japan, my sister was telling me over in Japan, they don't really follow U.S. copyright law, but what they'll mm-hmm. do is take like a popular song and then basically make like a parody version of it. Um, so it's you know it's basically the song that you know. It just sounds slightly different. Yeah. They do that within the U.S. when it comes to music. Um, I guess it's called Wacky Jackie. And they, they're basically like, it's it's kind of like how uh, the, the most famous example, one of the most famous examples is Vanilla Ice and Ice Ice Baby. Yeah. Uh-huh. And the Queen and David Bowie song, right? <laughs> it's like, it's just that one little thing that makes it different. And well, in the court, well, it's and also stupid, the Ghostbusters, but... the Ghostbusters, and um, yeah. and uh, Huey Lewis in the news. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which I listened to those songs. I was like, I mean, yeah, there's similarities, but I don't see them as the same song. But I'm also part of the the era or generation where all the songs sound alike to me because. <laughs> I've seen this where, and that's what it always mm-hmm. would bother me too when people say you're ripping them off and whatever, because there are songs that use the same beat yeah. or use the same, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, the same mm-hmm. format. When yep. snap music was uh, prevalent, every song, that's why they called it snap. Every song had the same kind of structure to it. And it was mm-hmm. like basically the same song. The only difference was the person singing or rapping. Mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. And it's the same thing. Well, now it's the same thing with EDM. It's the same structure. The only difference <laughs> is a person singing. Like, that's it. Um, EDM. EDM was, <laughs> you know, EDM is trash. But when it was at its height, when it, when it bled into oomps, pop oomps, music oomps, in the oomps, States, oomps, yeah, right? Oomps, oomps. Or even dubstep, right? <laughs> yeah. All of that was exactly the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is the same song. The only thing is, the only thing that changed was um, instead of it being this group, it's that group. It's like it's mm-hmm. the same damn song, right? Yep. Um, so trying to navigate that, you know, it's like, so wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. How is that not copyright infringement? Because mm-hmm. the only thing that changed was the person singing it. Is that how you get around it? I don't, I don't <laughs> understand. You know? um, how many novels are there of, you know, political thrillers, right? How is that right. not... You know, so if I wanted to write because the idea 
it mm-hmm. is fine because there's only seven known, you know, plot plots anyway. Right. So that it's the details for a book versus the you know the, the if it's a political spy novel, who cares? That's not the, mm. the it's the how you go about it. Right. So I don't know. Like for me, I'm doing a superhero uh, genre mm-hmm. uh, show. There are a ton of superheroes. So, you know, hopefully you like my show. or Maybe it's not for you or, you know, like the CW is very prolific with its with its superhero shows. Some mm-hmm. are better than others. But if you're not feeling that, then you have the MCU. If you're not feeling mm-hmm. the MCU, then there's tons on streaming. If you're not feeling that, there are still comic books. Yeah. Um, and so on and so forth. There are options. Um, so, yeah, that's how I... That's that's how I navigate all of this. Um, You know, I prefer the getting paid option, but Mm -hmm. at the moment, you know, it is what it is. And actually, if I could get through all of it, it Mm -hmm. would be great. Mm -hmm. That's the hardest part. Right. I have three three seasons written of of the show that I want to do. And season four is right there. It's like on the tip of my tongue, right? It's at my fingertips. <laughs> no pun intended. Yeah, it's at my fingertips. I, I just can't I can't get the fingers to to go in a, to write in a certain way to to get it out. But damn it. I hear you. It's coming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we should probably wrap this up. So let's creatively yes. do that. <laughs> um all right. So go ahead uh talk about the music. Speaking of creative, yes. Thanks, you guys, for listening to this Mm -hmm. episode. So if you liked what you heard at the beginning, as we always say, uh, it was from yours truly. Mm -hmm. Uh, You heard Square One from my debut album, Square One. Uh, The creative process behind that was awesome. But anyway, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, and the music at the end of this podcast is Do I Belong Here? I have to tell some stories about that song uh, in a later episode. But um, you can also find my music on uh, another podcast. Uh, the song title is Very Well I Know. Or actually, no, no excuse me. It's, it's, song title yeah, now me. is Forgive Me. <laughs> I have to get used to that. The song title now is Forgive Me. <laughs> uh, and the ending title is Who. And that can be yes. found on the podcast of Women Committing Crimes. Yes. Hosted by Tammy Chase. Me, yes. Um, and join and us, join us with that because the next time uh, I'll publish that on the twenty eighth, and Byron's going to be on that the next episode. Yes, that would be fun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So where can um, we find the album? Because I'll talk about that in a minute. Where can album? we find the album? Yeah. A link in the description. You can yep. find it on Amazon, mm-hmm. uh, Google Play, Rhapsody. Mm-hmm. Uh, anywhere that you can stream music, it's 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 available. YouTube, um, you know, as I said, all of what I said about YouTube, but you know, at the the website that I use published it on YouTube. So mm-hmm. there you go. Yeah. Um, and it's it's really available. You know, hope you guys listen. Hope you like it. Of course, mm-hmm. if you don't, there's other options out there. But you know, it, like my album, and I prefer the getting paid option. Anyway, there's there's some there's something on there they're gonna like. There's no doubt. I I love that album. I still I, I use it to work out. Like I said, I use it to work out. Uh, who I love the bass in Who the the bass line in Who because it makes my windows rattle in my car. It's awesome. <laughs> I'm all about loud <laughs> when it comes to my car for sure. 
Uh, yeah, women committing crimes, that comes out about every two weeks. But like I said, maybe not. It depends. Because sometimes the women are, are really, there's more to them, you know, than I thought. So sometimes it takes longer. So the next episode is about Martha Stewart. Um, and, you know, because she committed uh, a securities fraud, you know, insider, insider training, which, you know, in her case, honestly... It kind of made her even more cool. I mean, I <laughs> I have always loved Martha Stewart. I was always a big fan of Martha Stewart. She got me through a lot of stuff as far as, like, creativity with, speaking of creativity, with lunches for my daughter, decorating ideas. I use her pots and pans. I absolutely love her. And always been a big fan of Snoop Dogg also. So we will do a segment in that um, episode about, you know, her and uh, Snoop Dogg's relationship. Because um, it's actually, it's pretty cool. I, I like it. Uh, so yeah, that 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 one should come out the twenty eighth. Um, okay. You can reach us. Please tell us about your creative processes. You know what what things that you're you're doing. Um, again, don't have to give too many details if you don't want to give away stuff. That's cool. We understand, as you know. But you can reach us uh, at offkilternofilter at yahoo dot com. Um, you can also reach us. We have a Facebook group, the Off Kilter No Filter Facebook group. It's clever, isn't it? I know. And then um, <laughs> you can tweet us at No Kilter. Uh, we would love to, to have uh, any feedback at all. Uh, we'd love to hear about your creativity, your process, your endeavors. Um, listen to some of the other episodes. Let us know what your workouts are. Let us know how your Mondays go or you coming back after vacation. You know, let us know what your favorite '80s songs are, and so on. So, thank you for listening. That's I think uh, that's all I got. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, you have been off kilter with no filter. Yes. And <laughs> we will see you guys next time. So stay safe and get creative. We'll see you. We'll see you soon. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs>